Hello and welcome to Backstage. This is the Bukosmia Room. I welcome you all. Beautiful Sunday evening here. Choices, they're not always easy, are they? Should you watch another episode or should you do your work? Should you take that extra piece of sweet or should you get out of bed at all? It's not easy. But hey, I'm not just speaking about human beings. We all know that there are animals and birds and organisms no less important on this beautiful earth who make choices every day too. So what are these choices and what really happens deep in the jungles of India? We are here to discuss a book that's about India's incredible wildlife diversity. But then again, is it a book about animals at all? Is there a deeper meaning to this riveting tale about making different choices, about the true meaning of justice? That's what we will be speaking today with the amazing book that's called The Tiger, The Bear and the Battle for Mahovan, which is written by Akshay Manwani and published by Westland Red Panda. Illustrations by Devashri Damodari. Welcome all of you. This is Bukosmia Young Readers Podcast, the only live podcast in India where we bring the author and their young readers together to discuss books, to exchange notes on the wonderful process of not just reading a book, but writing it and experiencing it. So why are we doing this? Why is Bukosmia organizing this Young Readers podcast? I'm going to go over to the CEO of Bukosmia. She is also the founder, Nidhi Mishra, who has pivoted from her life in a corporate sector to start this wonderful platform for kids. Uh, over to you, Nidhi, and welcome. Thanks, Sashna. Hi, everybody. Very, very happy to be here with all of you. Um, I know there are some regular uh, listeners here. Um, so most of you know what is so special about this podcast. Um, I love it because one, our young readers get to express what they think about books. I remember growing up when I would read a book, um, it would be written by some adult and it would be reviewed by some adult. And I always wondered why no one is asking me if the book was actually written for a child like me. So it's amazing that these young people are coming forward and sharing their views. And I also like it because um, there's a lot more meaningful conversation for the author to have because everyone here has read the book. It's no longer a pitch about go buy the book, this is what it's about. But everyone has a good understanding of what the story is, who are the characters. And I think it makes for a more meaningful conversation. So very excited to have this lot here. Welcome, Akshay. I totally enjoyed the book while reading it with my daughter. As classic as the theme is good versus evil, but it was very unputdownable for me. <laughs> it's a fantastic job. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Nidhi. Uh, I hope you can clearly uh, hear me clearly. And uh, it's, it's a real joy to join you yes, on Postmia with all the other children. Well, thank you, Akshay. Thank you, Nidhi, for that wonderful introduction on what makes uh, Bukosmia special. And as we go along, you're going to see today youngsters under the age of 11 who have gone ahead and chosen this book to read this month and this discussion is going to be a direct line to the author and telling them telling the author what they feel about the book uh, but before that i would uh, thank you i can see all of you joining in that's really nice to see um akshay who is akshay manwani i think you must know this a fascinating bio Akshay is an NBA commentator, a freelance writer, and a published author. 
His work reflects his two passions for basketball and Indian cinema. He also undertakes research assignments for film, TV and other content-driven platforms. He won the Red Ink Award for Best Lifestyle and Entertainment Story for press, from the Press Club of Mumbai. And if writing brilliant books on Sahir Ludhianvi and Nasser Hossein wasn't enough, he's also an amateur wildlife photographer. But I'm going to hold off on saying amateur because from what I could see from the book, this is a person who understands animals, who sees them, and who sees them as much more than you know, just beings that roam out in the jungle. So with that, welcome, Akshay. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's my uh, pleasure to join you all. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a great interactive session. Thank you, Akshay. One question. Are you nervous? No, not at all. Actually, I, I've been interacting a lot with kids over the last few months. Uh, uh, so my uh, nervousness and anxiety has come down. I, I do agree that it is the, toughic, uh, the toughest demographic to, uh, you know, cater to and, and respond to because they ask very exciting, intelligent questions. Uh, and, and you really can never expect what a young mind is going to uh, shoot your way. But uh, I've, I've got a little uh, used to, uh, uh, you know, my, my jitters and my nervousness. So I'm a little more relaxed. It's okay to be Akshay, even if you're, I think all of us, when we speak out, we always talk about this. It's about, you know, just coming in out and speaking. And I'm so glad that you've joined us today, Akshay, this brilliant book that uh, you have written. And of course, we're going to speak more about it. And to start off proceedings, uh, we have Sanvi Agarwal, who's 11 and uh, she's from Kolkata. Before I introduce Sanvi, I just want to welcome you all to backstage. And I want to tell you that this is the Bukhazmia Room. And on your phone, you will see options called request to speak, um, currently disabled. But if you'd like to say something, you know, the chat button is right there. So please do write in your comments, uh, your questions. We will be taking some questions at the end, uh, provided we have time. All right. So thank you so much for joining in. And all of you young speakers, best of luck. We look forward to your thoughts. So Sanvi Agarwal, we start with. She is 11. And she goes to La Martinier for Girls, Kolkata. She loves doodling and writing poems. She's into K-pop these days and recently wrote a wonderful poem about BTS. So welcome, Sanvi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sanvi. Hello. So ma'am, should I ask the question first? Sanvi, I just, before you ask the question, I have something to know from you. So according to you, what was... Uh, your favorite moment in the book and, and tell us the general thoughts that you have about the book the book the tiger and the bear the battle of mahavana from the very beginning gives a very beautiful insight to the incredible wildlife of india the setup of the story with the fascinating jungle free animals trees birds and rivers takes the readers like me to the imagination land full of mesmerizing landscapes Sora has delivered an action-packed drama story that with diversity of emotions like love friendship loyalty anger betrayal determination justice all in one book 
then name used in the story like vera karanath sultan dak hai ishaf makes the book even more relatable and engrossing vera the old tiger is a justice loving king who in the dilemma about punishing his friends and commander bhairav the bear but chooses justice above all akshay sir has taken tremendous effort in developing the characters hence the readers can totally relate to the incidents of the book the most interesting character according to me is sultana i am in awe of her courage and determination to save her husband from imprisonment she is a true hero of the story nothing can stop a woman who has determined to rise the way she protected her cubs from the enemies for taranath is tremendous no wonder she de- deserves to be the ruler of mahavan i love the fact how effortlessly akshay sir has highlighted women empowerment this book is immensely interesting from the beginning and keeps the reader on the edge as the story unfolds i want i would recommend it to all of my friends thank you akshay sir for this delightful story uh thank you thank you that was such a uh, lovely uh, you know uh, 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 holistic uh, review of my book and i'm i'm glad you liked it uh, sanvi and uh, uh, well uh, you know uh, i'm here to answer all your questions but before i answer any of your questions i also want to tell you that my daughter is a very big uh, bts fan and she'd be delighted that you've written a poem on her favorite uh, k-pop group it's actually her favorite group thank you sir so go ahead and you can ask me your question so my question to akshay sir is sir you are a very big sports enthusiast but what inspired you to write a book on animal politics well uh, see actually you know uh, some years ago uh, this was in 2018 2018 november uh, the the week of diwali we actually spent in kaziranga national park which is are uh, not very far from where you live you live in kolkata correct yes. so we were uh, yeah so we were in uh, we were in assam and uh, my wife me and my daughter we were uh, uh, it was our first visit to kaziranga national park and we were on a you know safari drive and uh, we were waiting for a rhino to come out of the you know the clearing uh, uh, from the forest bushes and uh, uh, while we were waiting for the rhino I, my daughter suddenly looked at me and she told me that you know you've authored these two film books previously and she said that uh, you know dad i i, I you know they, they're quite boring i don't enjoy your film books i can't understand them right so why don't you write something fun and interesting for me so that was actually you know it was like uh, motivation for me that maybe i should write uh, something which is of interest uh, for her and because uh, i had just you know maybe uh, around to mid 2017 i had uh, started doing wildlife photography so uh, i said why not combine my uh, passion for writing and the fact that i am also very passionate about the wild why not uh, merge those two interests and uh, you know uh, put a book together uh, because um, i am not the very best photographer and neither am i Uh, someone who could uh, you know uh, just uh, uh, tell a story for the sake of telling a story i wanted to use the book as as you would have seen uh, sarvi that the book 
is not just a story i mean like you said it has all these emotions and there are characters and there are good characters and not so good characters but uh, the idea is also to educate children on those wild species right so now hopefully when you look at the glossary at the end of the book right which is illustrated the glossary also gives you a few lines of general information about those animals who are playing various characters in the story right so the idea was to enhance the learning experience not just the engagement by virtue of telling a story but also to enhance the learning of children you know because uh, even i for myself uh, did not know about india's incredible wildlife before i started doing this uh, uh, you know the the kind of wildlife photography i've been doing over the last four and a half or years or five years now uh there were species i didn't even know that we find in our country you know so it's important that we realize the biodiversity of our nation and also that it is incredibly unique it is incredi- incredibly diverse what we see in kaziranga national park and some of the other forests in the northeast are very is very different from what you will see in the in in the de- desert national park which is next to jaisalmer in rajasthan or what we see in the little run of kutch in gujarat or uh the fact that the ape species in the northern part of india are not found in the southern part of india and vice versa so the idea was to you know the the objective was twofold one tell an engaging story hopefully children will like it and not just children adults also but equally uh tell a story uh, at the end of which children will be uh, uh, you know their curiosity uh, uh, will uh, awaken uh and and they will be more, uh, hopefully ask more questions and and maybe force their parents to take them to various national parks uh so that they can see these animals for themselves so that was the idea behind the book okay sir that was wonderful thank you akshay for that lovely answer i think a lot of us had that question nidhi on the chat has actually given you a question so she says curious to know the reasoning behind naming the characters bhairav is such a grave heavy name and his brother's name is tabahi has such a different feel uh, so i think uh, akshay so how do you come up with these names when you write them you know uh, archana even yesterday i was asked this question and i'm actually very happy that people are asking me this question because it was not something that i i i just did for the sake of doing i actually put in a lot of thought that what should be the names of these characters right now in in this very instance for example bhairav you know the character that he's playing he's the commander and chief of Avira's army right and i have i when i initially speak about him i say that you know he's a very muscular warrior and he's the commander in chief of the mahovan forces and and all of that so i i could not have a name like you know for example a light name it had to convey some kind of you know intensity okay i mean when you hear the commander in chief's name it should uh, you know uh, uh strike some amount of respect or awe for this particular person so therefore his name was bhairav right um uh some of the other names i can tell you like you know some of the names were completely made up like you know uh, for example a name like hamza or uh, a name like bitumba which is one of the elderly lion tailed macaques in the story uh those were names which i just you know concocted but the only thing that i i generally followed i'm not saying that i did this across but what i did was i used short names right like daga like uh, uh hamza 
like bhairav was not a very long name it's not an easy name for a young child but daga and uh, gati these are very easy names roughly two syllables gati daga um, uh, maya uh, uh, you know so so I, i i did it from that point of view i put some thought into it also i wanted a syllable preferably at the end of the name so like hamza gati uh, arabhi uh ubiki uh, you know so it, just the having a ring at the end of the name somehow i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i felt that it has a certain ring to it right so it might stay on in the child's head rather than you know if i were just to go with non syllable ending names right and the third thing that i i was uh, i was aware of while i was uh, doing the naming i didn't want to come up, put forward names that you know in a sense well it's not a obvious thing but hopefully it it you know kind of gave a more cosmopolitan representation of what we are as a nation we are a secular nation uh, and therefore i did not want to go with only one kind of names right so for example a name like ubiki while it does, it was purely something that i created uh, from within my mind uh, uh, i don't think you can say that it belongs to you know any one kind of culture or it comes from one any one kind of culture of naming right similarly uh, a name like veera right i mean not to say that this was a punjabi name but you know in in punjabi they they call their uh, elder brother oi veere right so uh, so so you know i, I mean I, i i just applied some mind that you know it should there should be some logic and thought some of the names were literal like you very correctly pointed out tabahi it means destruction now he is there for a very brief period in the story so if you have to remember him his name has to be memorable right so therefore the name was tabahi it could have been it 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 could have been a very simple name like suppose hypothetically his name was raju i don't think it would have created the same kind of impact but tabahi just the name it sounds it means something um uh, there were uh, there were uh, uh, other names like you know for example rani and bahadur the two tiger cubs uh, or bijli again short names rani bijli bahadur much more common but i just wanted you know th- those ones to be more familiar because these are i mean fairly commonly used names rani bahadur uh, bijli is of course significant for the knight that she is named uh, in the story uh so but yeah there was thought put into it the one interesting thing i can tell you is that uh, daga the fox some this this child asked me yesterday that why daga and i told her i said uh, you know that uh, uh there was a movie which i think uh, uh, miss nidhi and archana might be familiar with uh, uh, there was a movie called mr india which was uh, which came out in the 1980s and it was a very big hit uh, of its time right and in that movie there were these two villainous characters called daga and teja right uh, the the main villain was mogambo but the uh, the, uh, the the he had these two sidekicks called daga and teja so daga was a name which i incorporated from there so i mean there were some of them were my own creations some of them uh, were in common usage rani bahadur uh, i cannot claim and say that sultana is an absolutely unique name uh but there was thought put into naming characters it it just it's not like i a character 
came to my mind and i and i and i uh, and i and i just put it out there no i thought about it i thought about the phonetics i thought about the ring i thought about the cultural system which it may represent or reflect uh, and uh, in fact i can also tell you one more story that at a very late stage in the writing of the book i even wanted to change sultana's name uh, i wanted to name her anokhi because you know one of my friends daughters their son is named ruhan uh uh, uh uh the younger uh, child is named ruhan ruhan is a character in the book he's playing a it's a peacock and their daughter their older child uh, the girl child is called anokhi and i thought anokhi was a better name than sultana but by then you know i had i said ye isko if i change i don't know if there will be any other repercussions another thing i can tell you i was also conscious of are there too many names beginning with a so for example arabhi was already there with a so should i switch to anokhi also which will again be starting with a and ending with i right so these were thoughts that i had in my mind when i was doing the naming etc so you you may find some instances of repetition like bitumba and bahadur both begin with b uh, similarly uh, uh, well bhairav in english begins with b but in hindi it's actually bh right so i won't call that similar but i was cautious of you know i didn't want to uh, because it might become confusing for children when when the word it has to stand out sultana there is no similar sounding character in the book so i think that was one of the reasons i i didn't go ahead and change the name that was a brilliant explanation akshay and i don't think uh, we realize this wonderful world that you create and so much goes into the names of these wonderful characters All I can say is आपका यह जवाब सुनकर मोगाम बहुत खुश हुआ. Thank you for reminding us of you know the old days of Mr. India. Correct, correct. Now, so Achana, if I could just interrupt, you know, now for example, you said Mogambo. Mogambo is a name that sticks with you, whether वो खुश हुआ कि ना खुश हुआ. You know, it stay, it has stayed with us, right? It's such a legendary name. you think of mogli you know from jungle book right. it's a two syllable sounding name it's a absolutely unique name like i don't think i have ever heard a person name their child or before that uh, ever heard anyone uh, uh, you know name their child mogli so you know unique names short two syllable sounding names and again would you say that mogli represents one kind of culture yes that story was set within the jungles of india pench um tiger reserve is is the land of radyard kipling's jungle book but mogli is such a brilliant name that you can't say that it belongs to you know the southern part of the country or the northern part of the country it could be from anywhere so that is what i was hoping to do i i don't know if i have succeeded but at least there was thought put into names it wasn't just a random exercise that was brilliant akshay thank you so much for sharing your process with us all of these youngsters are actually readers and writers and i want to introduce the next uh, speaker to you today they're all waiting uh, to speak to you this is vachi agarwal from delhi uh, she is 10 she's an english enthusiast she's a chess player a youtuber an avid reader and uh, she's a voracious writer as well and a storyteller with her own youtube channel called vachi's voca talks with over 100 videos posted she has also played uh, chess at the commonwealth chess tournament welcome vachi wow hope i am audible clearly yes yes, yes. 
So, Vachi, I we just heard all about uh, what Akshay said, his thought process about naming and what he thought. But uh, let's just pretend that we didn't hear all that. And you tell me, Vachi, why do you think uh, the author wrote this book? And of course, uh, you have to share your thoughts as well on the book. Go ahead, Vachi. Yes. So, before I begin, I'd like to extend my utmost gratitude to Vukosmia and Akshay sir, of course for giving me an opportunity to be a part of this podcast. I'd also like to greet each and everyone here. Needless to say, Akshay sir, the book The Tiger, The Bear and The Battle for Mahovan was indeed a delight to read. The story's idea was as excellent as the story itself. Of all the other characters, the gallant Sultana, the vivacious cubs, and the other characters, my favorite one was definitely the one who was an epitome of intelligence and sensibility, Sultana. Not only was she smart, but also powerful. The part which answered my question of how the tiger family would teach Taranath a lesson included in my favorites of this book. Personally, I don't have much interest in fables, but thanks to Sir, your book, Sir, has incorporated a lot of interest into me for this genre. Great, great. Thanks so much, uh, uh, Vachi. Is that is that how uh, we spell, uh, pronounce your name? Did I get it right, Vachi? Yes, Sir. Okay. So thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm glad uh, you like the book. And if you have any questions, I'm I'm more than happy to answer them. Yes. So books for me are my all-time go-to. And reading has indeed intrigued me to also write. What do you, as a very successful writer, who has written a very successful book also, suggest the first step for writing a book that should be for future young authors? Uh, Bachi, this is actually a very difficult question because, uh, you know, many people sometimes see, I will not deny it that there is some kind of, well, I, 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 I'm not that successful. Also, there are far bigger and better writers and there are so many writers out there that I, I respect and I actually, I am in awe of, uh, uh, and, and there is some, you know, kind of uh, fame and acceptance that you get in society when you write a book and all that is great. But uh, I think the main thing is that uh, you should be compelled by your subject. And by compelled means that you should be, there must be something within you which says that I have to do this. It's not like I want to do this, but I have to do this. If I don't do this, then, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be, at least for me, I can say it was uh, when I wrote my first book, which was about this uh, Hindi film songwriter. Uh, he wrote songs in Hindi films. I was absolutely compelled to write about him because there was no information available ab about him in the English language. Uh, and I thought that there was such a big knowledge gap or such a big information gap on the songwriters that if I write a book on this one person, that in itself will, you know, create, uh, uh, go a long way in fulfilling such an important uh, vacuum which exists. Uh, and the same thing happened with my second book. The second book which I wrote was on the films of this particular filmmaker from the 1970s and 1960s. And uh, I had grown up on that, um, on that man's films, right? 
so i was very passionate about those movies that i had seen similarly here in the in the context of this book this is a book that came out of my own experiences of traveling around right uh, and i i wanted to tell a story i wanted to tell a story which will be informative like i said which will be engaging uh, which will hopefully stimulate the mind not just from the general awareness but like uh, you know sanvi said that there is a certain lesson that she was able to take away and i'm very i'm very thankful to sanvi the way uh, you know uh, she described what she liked about the story because that was exactly what i was hoping that the story will do that it will take you through various kind of emotions that it is you know between the lines it is about some kind of female empowerment right uh so so i i i wanted to tell the story now i have another story i know i i want to tell another story uh, uh or, or rather let me rephrase myself i want to write another children's book right i don't know the story uh, what what the story will be but uh, the the main thing which is driving me is that there is a certain knowledge gap about uh, the subject of that book right Uh, and therefore to fulfill that knowledge gap i have to write another book so there is a compelling desire within me to go and write i am not seeking I, you should not seek you should not seek fame or that you know if i write a book i'll be able to post about it on twitter and instagram and uh, other kinds of social media youtube videos that all will happen that all is is uh, you know an an offshoot of of uh, your hard work it's like you know you plant a seed in the in the ground and then you keep watering it and then you you know put uh, manure and then the seed takes sh- uh, root right and the plant grows the plant growing is not uh, what you set out to do you have done your hard work right uh, and you have to keep doing your hard work if that plant grows when that plant grows and it gives fruit that's when you feel fulfilled right so just do your work feel compelled about something that you want to talk about write about and only then i would advise that you should go ahead and and write a book don't write for the sake of writing or for the sake of all the you know the little fame or the the the, the great fame that you will get uh but write because you feel that there is something that you want to say which you need a book length uh, effort uh, 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 and that's the only viable option for you yes thank you for answering my question and i also like to appreciate the explanations you gave for the names because i never thought in that deep and it would definitely help me when i write the story myself thank you thank you so much that's very nice of you that was brilliant akshay thank you and thank you vachi for that wonderful question i think uh just giving us time to think and wonder on all these things we are soaking in that's a great experience already and now we go to adya mishra rao she's all of eight full of wonder and has a never ending appetite for books she's adya from bangalore and hi adya welcome hi akshana auntie adya how are you i am fine so adya tell me having read this book Are you looking at animals differently? Actually, I don't look at them so differently because the animals they are still animals, and I know that animals won't be able to think about all of this, and it's just like human emotions which Akshay sir has put in animals. 
All right. And tell us your thoughts about the book. Go ahead. My thoughts are that I actually I love the book and I mostly I read it every day because I'm I love reading and I do it a lot. So I usually read it every day because I like it a lot. And I also was first thinking about when they fir- I first read the book. I couldn't understand a lot, but now I understand, and I understand what Akshay sir has to say and what all it means. Great, great, great. So, and do you have any question for me, Adya? Yes, I have a question that uh, because I know I understand that Taranath wanted to avenge his father's death, and he hated the tiger family. but why did he be so evil against all the other innocent creatures why did he why was he so evil is anyone that much evil in the world full evil uh, well actually that's a very good uh, observation that is someone so evil and how can someone suddenly become so evil right um but i don't have a definitive answer for you adya i cannot say that you know definitely if something bad happens to you or to your parent or to your sibling or to your loved one or your friend that uh, you know uh, uh, you might also become like taranath and want to you know uh, become evil towards everyone around you uh, but i thought that uh, there see whenever you have uh, a character doing uh you know a uh, uh, a makeover or his character is changing you have to give some motivation so in this case by motivation i mean is that what leads him to change right and therefore uh, i cannot just make a character evil right i have to give a reason for what why is he behaving like this why is there because when you when you just make someone evil from the very beginning i think people are not interested in that i think it's very important to give the character a back story so in this case taranath's back story was and he starts out as a good character in the book and you know everyone is very fond of him he's very strong and he's very fit and he saves the elephant from the crocodiles but there is something very serious that happens in his life that his father is sent to imprison by the tiger king of the jungle right now because this episode has happened in his life there is a change that he experiences because by nature he is also a very angry character right and once you mm-hmm. are successful in that evil that you have planned you start thinking that you know uh, the world is at my feet and i can do anything that i want now you will ask me but uh, you know i haven't seen or heard uh, uh, anything like this well you may be right but you know if you look at for example the ramayana so in in the ramayana i i don't know if you are familiar with it uh, when ravan uh, ravan just did not become ravan by itself right uh, before he became ravan he was someone who was you know considered a great uh, warrior etc it's as his power increased as he started defeating the gods his arrogance also increased right and uh, 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 as his arrogance increased he thought that he can do whatever he wants and you know he went and abducted uh, sita mata and he uh, refused to give her back to uh, lord ram and actually ravan is a, an emblem for arrogance right in that same way those are the same things that is ha- that are happening to taranath that 
because something happens to him he says i will get revenge and he you know plans his tricks and he ousts the tiger family and he imprisons uh, uh you know uh, veera's son uh, but uh, uh, eventually he starts thinking that i can do whatever i want to do and uh, i will get away with it so so it's very important that we understand what the back story is what is the motivation for a character why is he behaving like this because it it creates a layer and when you give a layer to a character maybe you might feel also for the character right so that is what i did i don't know if it was the right thing to do or wrong thing to do but yeah well in this story this is what happens thank you akshish sir for telling me about it, this question i couldn't understand the answer and i didn't know exactly what to the answer could be but thank you for telling me the answer thank you thank you adya thank you for reading the book and all right thank you and uh, that was a lovely question uh, for those who probably got cut or gotten late so uh, akshay spoke about the layers of characters and i thought that was beautifully brought out uh, no one is evil no one is good it's the circumstances that make us all take these choices that in the eyes of the world could look good or bad and i think that's a great lesson for all of us to take forward and say we always have an opportunity to make the right decision what feels best for us perhaps the world may not always accept that but if you are clear in your conscience then perhaps that's the right thing to do and that's what a lot of our scriptures says a very deep uh, you know spiritual meaning to that as well thank you for that akshay i'll just go on to amira gupta who's 10 and she's from delhi she loves reading she loves cooking and dancing her favorite author is katrina keller and she loves to whip up desserts for her dad how sweet welcome amira thank you ma'am uh, akshay sir first of all i would like to congratulate you because you have written such an awesome book so a huge congratulation thank you thank you so much amira You're welcome, sir. I feel that your book is just amazing. Personally, the best part for me is your style of writing. It is so captivating that I, actually it is so realistic that I could imagine the pages so well that I was feeling that it was a movie instead of a book. Uh, thank you so much well i i wrote it uh, i one thing i was very clear about from the very beginning is that i was writing something which i wanted the children to see in for themselves so you know if you notice every chapter has four or five sections and each section has its own setting its own landscape uh, i i i would be lying if i said that i didn't uh, write the story keeping in mind that it could be uh, it could make for a good audio visual Uh, slash movie adaptation. Oh, sir, uh, can I ask my question now? Yes, please go ahead, Amira. Sir, it's not related to the book. It's related to you. Did you okay. always have a knack for writing, or did like some incident made you start writing? Um. Well, you know, actually, uh. 
there was no one incident uh, i i don't even think that in school i was particularly fascinated by writing school college in fact i was doing my education from i was i studied economics in college and then i went on to do an mba and then i worked in the corporate world for a few years uh and somewhere along the line when i was working we used to have this you know uh, uh blogging group blogging was a big thing when we had just uh, uh you know finished b school business school uh, after college and uh, so we had a group of friends from b school who used to you know kind of pen down our thoughts uh, on various sports you know because we were like very die hard sports enthusiasts and then uh, i used to like you know give my opinions and all that and one or two of my friends encouraged me that you know you write so well you should think of doing this more seriously and all that so i started doing that and i i started writing for some other, my other interest uh, was films as as archana uh, miss uh, 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 said in my introduction so i started writing for film websites and you know i i i was doing some writing for this one particular film website and so from there gradually i i got more serious about writing and all that and that's how my you know i i discovered the subject of my first book and i and i went down that path uh but to answer your question in school and college i certainly never imagined that i would be the author of three books now uh i'm hoping that i'm i'm i i can do two more i think five is a good number uh, uh you know and then i can retire to the jungles of india and and just spend my time doing wildlife photography um uh, but yeah it is uh, what it is i i hope uh, that answers your question thank you sir for uh, replying to my question it also teaches us that it's never too late to start oh yeah uh, amira uh, you know like i i think i mentioned uh, to uh was it wachi or, or sanvi that you know for example this wildlife photography thing of mine i i started only in mid 2017 uh by which time i was uh, already quite old i was already 30 38 by that time right uh or, or just a few months shy of 38 uh, before that i had not i mean i had done a little bit of wildlife photography but not the way that i've been doing it in the last 5 years so uh and i i i still don't know you know i i find it very difficult uh to reconcile myself to what exactly is my profession uh uh you know i i i really find it very difficult and sometimes i struggle to tell people what do i do exactly because uh i i the moment somebody says oh you know he writes on hindi cinema or he writes on hindi films and he's done two books on hindi films uh i find that very uh limiting you know uh, uh 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 you know i do i i it's like somebody has caged me somebody has given me detention and told me go stand in that corner and you're not supposed to leave the left corner of the room right that is going to be your home for the rest of your life and i'm like why should i be stuck in that corner all my life let me go and explore the other corner and so i go and explore the other corner and that's how i became an nba commentator and when i became an nba commentator people said oh he does only nba commentary and he while he's good at it um you know uh, uh that's all he does and i said no but that's not all that i do i also uh want to do wildlife photography so i'm doing wildlife photography right now uh amongst the other things that i do but i don't know if this is the end uh, there might be something else that i get fascinated with in a few years from now 
Wow, sir, that's an amazing thing. It's so inspiring. Uh, thank you. I I call myself a professional scatter brain, which is not uh, the best of things, but it works for me. So it takes all kinds of people to make the world work. There are people who just do one thing, and they're incredibly good at that, doing that one thing, uh, which is the most important thing in their lives, and it it also might end up. uh helping humanity doctors for example uh or uh, uh you know somebody who uh, uh is a farmer you know his expertise may be in farming and that's the only thing that he knows uh for me this is what works i cannot the moment i get constrained by one thing it starts uh, grating on me or i start getting irritated by it and therefore i have to do many things okay so so one more thing that i would like to ask that Please like in, in this book it was like a jungle and all the animal names were indian so we can kind of think that it was an indian setup are all of your books on indian setup so is it like mix no so uh, uh, so amira this is my first book in this space uh, in in as a children's book my other two books are on hindi film uh, uh, hindi film personalities they are non fiction this was a work of fiction my next oh, book uh, okay. uh, well my next book also whatever it is whether i go back to doing a book on on hindi films or whether i go and do a book for children uh, will will again be set in india only i am very clear about that because you know again when i grew up uh, i when i grew up i uh, you know we we learned z for zebra and g for giraffe and uh, g for gorilla and all those three creatures are not found in india right uh, but there are other animals which are found in india which are not found anywhere else for example the lion tailed macaque for example the uh, the uh, the wild ass from the little run of kutch so uh, you know who is going to tell our children our people about what is there within our own country i am not trying to say for a minute that we should not go out and explore it's always good to explore it's always good to travel and keep an open mind towards all other cultures and all other destinations but let's also recognize what we have in our own backyard what is there in our own home right there's no point in saying that yaar i need a new cycle you know i really want to cycle and i enjoy cycling and let me go and buy a cycle and then suddenly i realize after i buy that new cycle that i live in such a big house that there was a cycle lying in the balcony of my house right so why did i go and spend money on buying a new cycle right first appreciate what you have before you start exploring and appreciating what is there uh, in other places in other countries in different regions so that was the idea of this book oh uh, well, thank you for answering it so so i'm sorry but just another question popped into my mind yeah uh, when you said that this was your first children's book were yeah. you struggling on it or was it like very fluent like you were like just writing 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 well uh, to be honest uh, with you amira that uh, there is a there is a good part and there is a bad part to my answer uh the good part is that to be very honest with you i did not struggle with plot i i just did not struggle with plot it it came to me i mean this is not to say that everything was like a clear map in front of me and i knew uh, which way the story is going but i didn't have that you know uh, oh now i'm not able to figure out what should i do and all uh there were moments uh, where i thought like for example uh 
uh, how should the book res- i mean what should be the climax of the story should sultana attack all the other uh, 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 taranath and all his allies all the creatures of mahovan who are on his side uh, you know the the hainas and the gods and everyone else who is on his side with all the forces that she has or should she make it a one on one battle right and now uh, you know maybe i'm i'm going into a little bit more of detail but again you know this actually this dilemma that she has it comes from the mahabharat you know where that moment is there before the great battle of kurukshetra begins the final battle the mahabharat that uh, you know when arjun uh, uh, who is uh, one of the pandavas he has this dilemma that you know if i fight this battle all my near and dear ones my my grandfather my guru my cousin brothers their families everyone will die there will be damage even on my side right so should i even be fighting this battle so she is faced with the same dilemma in the story right but now i don't know whether you or any of you were able to see that this is actually an influence from the mahabharat right but but now that's where the author brings in his own unique voice so i was grappling with uh, how do i resolve this i could have very easily gone ahead and said that you know this was an all out war between the animals on both sides but that would be like a mahabharat like ending right and i didn't want that uh, i had to give it my own unique twist right so what she does is that she challenges taranath if you have read the book she challenges taranath for a one on one battle and i thought that that makes sense because first of all taranath thinks of himself to be the most the mightiest warrior right it's like ravan when ravan was at the peak of his evil empire if you challenged him for a one on one battle he thought i am the lord of the three worlds right main to teeno loko ka swami hu as you know i don't know how comfortable you all are with hindi but uh, i am the king undisputed king of the three worlds right so who dare to challenge me and if you challenge me i will accept your challenge because his ego has become so big right so that is what she does that she challenge she is actually it's not that she is challenging taranath to a physical fight she is challenging his ego and it is his ego which leads to his downfall because he underestimates her and uh, uh, if i could ask all the children have you all have you all uh, all of you all have read the book correct yes sir uh vachi sanvi all of you all have read the book right uh, uh so so uh, 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 uh you will ask me that how is it possible that you know she was able to beat him one on one she was a tigress and he was a male bear and you know uh, the physical strength may not have been equal now again there was a certain influence in the writing of that plot you know in in the 1970s there was a very famous boxing match okay uh, and you might find it funny but that was the influence for that moment in the story that there was this very famous boxing match between mohammad ali and george foreman george foreman was the reigning boxing champ of the world and mohammad ali was an old man he was about 35 36 and he was just coming out of retirement and you know having gone to jail for refusing to participate in the vietnam war and all that and this particular fight if i remember correctly it took place in 1976 and it is considered the greatest boxing fight in the world and what happened in that boxing fight is that the younger george foreman who was the heavyweight champion of the world everyone thought that he is going to beat mohammad ali very easily so when the boxing match started over 12 rounds in the first 5 6 rounds he just kept charging at mohammad ali and 
just kept trying to knock him down and the only thing that mohammed ali did was that he ducked every time george foreman came to attack him he just ducked and he avoided uh, uh, george foreman he kept dancing around the ring avoiding any physical contact with george foreman right and uh, uh, every time george foreman managed to land a punch it would only uh, he would you know mohammed ali would close his uh, stance and and absorb he would absorb the punches and he would tell george foreman in his ear that you know this is not good enough you can you have to hit me harder nothing is happening to me and he kept conserving his energy and then what happened is after the 7th or 8th round george foreman started tiring because eight rounds had gone by and he was not he had not done any damage to mohammed ali and that's when mohammed ali unleashed his proper self on george foreman and he beat mohammed ali it's considered by most accounts the greatest boxing fight ever so that is you know a combination of how to give my own unique voice to the story and incorporating a sporting influence that ultimately becomes the resolution for my book so so you know that is just something i don't know if it was of any interest to you all but i thought i'll share that with you that was fascinating akshay thank you thank you interest thank you uh, amira and uh, thank you akshay i have a question now um this huh. is for all of our youngsters who have read the book all of you in the chat who read can also answer uh, i'm going to tell you a line from the book and uh, you need to type it in chat or uh, if one of our speakers know it you can tell us the answer I'm going to tell you a line from the book, and you have to say who says it. Okay, so let's have a quick uh, test to see how many of you remember this. All right, here's the line. It goes, "Bhairav, I pronounce you guilty for the killing of the wolves and Hira. You will serve out the rest of your life in the Mahovam swamp as a prisoner of the forest." Who says it? author what was in their mind when they wrote it so while to me it was a story for most part but having heard akshay's passion for trying to spread uh, awareness about the whole biodiversity that india has i think it means just so much more there seems to be more to the book um, than a plot and a summary this is to be a mission uh, and i know that we have also at bookosna been doing a lot um of these engagements with some of our partners like cardo who developed games only to promote indian biodiversity and we had up cosmins write poems and facts about some of these animals so uh, it just gelled so well with what young kids should be and wanting to know so that that was fantastic akshay um i do hope you find a lot more corners in that room akshay looking forward to many more things that you can do i'm personally very interested i was to have you over for my love of sahil udyandi so i'll catch up with you separately on that sometime sure sure um but this was this was really nice um and i can see that if we let the kids be they'll keep picking your brains more and more about it so but i am very conscious you also need to be somewhere um thank you thank you everybody i encourage everyone on the podcast who listens to us later when you read the book do send in a review 
what we do is we publish all of children's review on the book together as an ebook so make sure you share what you like the best um what else you can go akshay to write about next time <laughs> right all right thank you so much that's it from me arshna thank you nidhi and uh, from all of us here at bookosmia thank you so much for joining us uh, thank you from sanvi vachi adya amira and of course akshay uh, we'd like you to close out for today thank you everyone for joining us akshay uh thanks thanks so much uh, archana and nidhi and bookosmia for giving me this platform and it was a real pleasure to interact with uh, vachi sanvi amira and uh, adya um really i i the, you know the observations the insights their questions uh, i'm so glad they've enjoyed the book uh, it, it has uh, made them think and you know understand where i was coming from or what was the story that i was trying to tell and uh, uh, besides that like i i tell children that you know you must appreciate what we have because we don't know this path that we are going down uh where you know there is climate change and you know species are going extinct uh i hope you know uh the coming generations will will you know do a better job in in fighting for these animals these wonderful uh, beautiful animals who play such a vital part in preserving uh, ecosystems which is such an important part of planet earth uh and and you can only do that if you first get to know what it is that you want to save right um it's not always about the tiger uh there are much smaller species uh, which play an equally important role uh, whether it is the indian crested porcupine or whether it is the uh, holog gibbon uh, which is found in the uh, the jungles of northeast india all of them have their own unique contribution to our planet earth so go out there learn more about these species learn their specific scientific names their specific names uh, do not just refer to them as monkeys because nobody likes being referred to as an east indian or a west indian or a south indian or a north indian everybody wants to be known for who they are where they come from and i think even animals deserve that you know know your bonnet macaque from your rhesus macaque your eastern holog gibbon from your western holog gibbon it may sound very challenging but children uh uh if you if you put in that effort you really can you know make a difference uh, to this planet and and we need it we need it on a war footing uh, uh because you know we have to undo the wrongs of the past so having said that uh, i i i don't want to sound all somber and and sad it it is a sunday evening i hope you all will enjoy the rest of your evening before you all uh, head into online or physical school tomorrow and i really 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 enjoyed interacting with each one of you uh, thank you so much once again archana and nidhi and bukosmia and i look forward to having many many more interactions with you all thank you thank you akshay and a big thank you to our partners as well uh, westland red panda and of course backstage where all of this action happens do continue to join all our podcasts they are all by kids for kids we have a wonderful trending with teens which is india's first live podcast everything done by teens do join us every tuesday and thursday at 5 pm so till the next podcast thank you so much akshay for joining us and thank you to all our young readers and listeners out there have a safe evening goodbye thank you thank, thank you everyone bye 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 bye